You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full-time in real estate and share with you real-life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real-life goals. Here we go. Episode 11 of the It's Real podcast. I'm Andrew Yegi. Welcome back. I'm a real estate agent. Hi, I'm Kayla Callender and I'm a mortgage loan officer. Kayla, great to see you as always. Always a pleasure, Andy. Yeah, what's going on in your world this week? Um, well, we're finally in the month of May, so I can feel that sunshine UV index of six on my, <laughs> my skin and my clothes. And um, yesterday, my oldest turned eight years old. Eight years old. Yes. And so when I say I'm eight years old, I don't know what technically that is in dog years because I hear it's actually five years. But um, my oldest, Colby, is eight years old. And we went to Three Dog Bakery and his siblings and um, him all celebrated his birthday. (laughs) Three Dog Bakery. Is that like a play on like Three Dog Night? I don't really know, to be honest with you. All I do know is... When you walk in, you're treated like royalty. They love your dog and they, it, there's so many options for pups and it's just a, a very pleasurable experience. So very nice. I see. I think I saw a video floating around too. They, yeah, they, 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 uh, they all very amused there. Probably like, you know, mom's making us pose again and uh, they are used to it, but they also knew I had some yummy treats for them from the bakery. So they were like, mm-hmm. feed us mama. So, <laughs> but awesome. We had a good time, but what's new in your world? Uh, just, uh, you know, kind of uh, grinding away every day and, you know, just yeah. trying to help people reach their real estate goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing overly exciting. I uh, I took uh, well, my two oldest girls who are five and three, took them to the dentist. Ella, who's five, has been to the dentist before. Um, Violet, uh, she had uh, she had her... Her first trip and, uh, you know, actually did really, really good. Oh, good. That's awesome. I should say until the dentist came out and the dentist is like our age, really good friend. Actually, Dr. Strand and I go way back to, you know, when we lived in Brooks, Minnesota, a little farming town, he lived a few Mm -hmm. miles away. So kind of funny that, you know, we're both in Fergus Falls and and connecting. But I think just, you know, him coming with a mask on and everything, she she wasn't, uh, wasn't really loving it. Yeah, it's a little terrifying that that experience. Did she get a sticker or a sucker or anything? Oh, there? absolutely. Got a bag, you know, new toothbrush and toothpaste, which we had to open last night, a sticker and and a prize as well. So yeah. yeah so that. That's that kind of what's been going on. We've been getting outside more, enjoying the yeah. outdoors, which uh, which is really kind of fun um, as well. And just, you know, I just noticed like the amount of energy I have, you know, just when the weather is nice getting out. Um you know, spending time outdoors and trying to get a little bit of a better health and wellness mindset. Because honestly, Kayla, that's one of the most challenging things I find is, you know, especially in this job is it's easy to sit and drive a desk and really put yourself, you know, second. It is way easier to put yourself second, third or fourth. Um, especially, you know, with the markets we're in, with the pressure on, you know, not only a consumer buying a home, but to be in the industry as well as a realtor, a lender and dealing with the surprises and the challenges. And, 
you know, the emotions, whether it's low appraisals or bad inspections or high rates, it's been a lot on all of us, on our hearts and our minds. And it's been difficult to navigate how to find balance and just kind of de-stress. Yeah. So I think that's a great topic for today, Kayla, just kind of talking about the emotions of real estate, you know, both for, you know, those of us who work as, I'll call it service providers in this profession, but also for, you know, the, uh, the, the consumers that are, that are out there uh, as well. And how do we deal with that stress, um, you know, and, and kind of find that balance? One thing, Kayla, I'm I, I'm I gotta find this really quick and, and show you. I'm kind of uh, recommitting a little bit to uh, to health and wellness a little bit. My wife's been on me forever. We got a Peloton bike a number of years ago, and mm-hmm. she's really wanted the tread. And I've kind of been pushing it off, saying, you know, the old treadmill we have works. The belt has been slipping. It's not great. But finally kind of uh, gave, gave in to her. So now we can have kind of family workouts where, you know, maybe I'm sitting on the bike. and. Yeah. Uh, She's across the way on the tread. So we're <laughs> Katie looks so pumped to be on that. How do you guys like the tread compared to the Peloton? Like, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's it's a really awesome piece of equipment. She persuaded me to kind of give up my YMCA membership for now, which, you know, again, with new baby at home and everything, haven't been getting there anyway, trying to do at home workouts. So I think it's really going to be a, a good investment and we kind of have some husband, wife uh, challenge, you know, kind of challenging yeah. to use the equipment and, uh, and, and really work collectively in our health and wellness. That's awesome. It makes a difference. And it's like you, you know, if you're expelling energy to work out, right. But it also gives you energy, you know, for the next, the, the day or the next workout. And it's kind of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. It's like, I'm too tired to work out. It's been a really long winter, but it's just kind of a snowball effect. Once you get going, then, you know, it's, it's kind of downhill from, from there. Absolutely. And so that's where uh, it's just kind of that, uh, that, that power of building that habit, those atomic habits, right, Gayla? Amen. That's an excellent book, by the way. Somewhere. Are you doing anything else to implement, you know, more you time or more balance or um, things that, you know, can help you de-stress in this market? Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like we talked in our last episode, you know, I think we're both on the same page and, you know, I've been just kind of trying to say no more, you know, take things, put a temporary pause on some things, say no to to certain certain meetings and the like, you know, just really trying to put my family family first. And, and even the same thing goes with clients, Kayla. I, you know, like we've talked before, it's in our nature. We're people pleasers. We want to help everybody get to the finish line. But the reality is we're going to be able to help less than 1% of the people that, that mm-hmm. cross our path. And so I've been getting very, very intentional about, you know, screening potential clients, buyers and sellers. And just if, if I know it's not going to be a good fit. Kayla, I had, a, I had someone come to me through Zillow the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were on the road heading to a family wedding, connected with her really quick. She really loved this property, wanted to put an offer in, told her, hey, we need her pre-approval letter. So she sent me a pre-approval letter, no problem from her lender. And then it was for a USDA loan in this particular property, um, you know, just would not go USDA. Uh, She said she also had cash, but when I told her that the USDA financing was not going to work, she was furious, erupted on me and... She knows some some high rolling attorneys and is going to have the attorney look into this matter because that needs to be disclosed up front. What type of financing the seller is going to take and went on and on. And 
you know, but to text her because she was busy and I took her out of a meeting. And so I just, I politely, I hung up and I, uh, you know, she texted me further and said, send me the purchase agreement. At which point I just texted her. I said, you know, I, I said, Hey, thanks so much for, for the message, but it's pretty clear that we're not going to be the right fit for each other. You know, this conversation and good luck in your home search. And so, you know, kind of getting to our topic, Kayla, of, you know, just really, maintaining that mental health and, and, you know, taking care of yourself, both as a service provider, but then also as an individual, um, I, I guess, number one, and what I tell people and even my team all the time is go out and find your people, mm-hmm. go find the people that value you, that show you respect. Yeah. Don't bend over backwards for everyone and let people walk all over you and disrespect you. Um, just because you really want that deal. And I know that's that's especially challenging right now because yeah. out of all of like the real estate agents and likely lenders too, there are a lot of people in, in our marketplace who have done almost no business this year. Right. And if real estate is their one and only thing, there are a lot of people that they're, they're not able to put food on the table. Mm-mm. And it's scary. And it's kind of like you're just chasing, chasing, chasing. And I think one of the things that maybe I said on this before, one of these podcasts is it's so important to choose to be, as my coach, Jill Phillips told me, to be a lighthouse, not a lifeguard, meaning be a lighthouse, shine your light and let those come to you. Those that want that attraction or or feel compelled come to you versus being a lifeguard and chasing, chasing, chasing. Yep. It's funny how, and I think uh, Matthew McConaughey said this on a podcast recently. It's like, once you kind of let go and just let things come to you, you're not stressed out. You're not feeling pressure. We put so much pressure on ourselves, but to just, that doesn't mean stop working, but to just know when people are going to jive with you, because we both know, Andy, sometimes you'll help that client that has no respect. They're just, you know, they're a transaction. They just, you know, you serve me type mentality you're better off almost not working with them because you know that they might not ever be happy. And if they're never happy, then what are they telling their friends and their family and their coworkers about their experience? So not that we want to not work with people, but we as professionals need to know that we can choose who we want to work with too, because our time is valuable. And, you know, the more that we, we pour into them, that could be time spent pouring into people that really care about how we work and the value that we provide. Absolutely. Kayla, I had a client a couple of years ago that had worked with another agent and, you know, they had two deals fall apart and were at their wits end and, and um, you know, it, it fell apart. This client reached out to me after canceling on this other agent and really wanted my help. I came recommended um, to them and I had almost everybody around me saying, do not work with this person. You know, we were in the part of the process when they purchased before and even this other agent, just do not, it's not even worth your time. Uh, So it's obviously good, you know, even for us to enter some situations cautiously. And and like you said, be careful who you take on. But the thing that we need to remind ourselves too, is that everybody out there coming to us, they have a goal, they Mm -hmm. have something, you know, they, they have real estate goals, and they're looking for someone to help get them there. And so I I think, you know, in some cases, absolutely right, not worth working with some individuals. But I kind of approached this scenario different and said, you know what, this individual has some goals, they've had a lot of loss in their life. You know, they want to sell their home, they want to get out of here. So I'm going to take this client on, but I'm also going to be very 
straightforward with them and say, especially number one, my rule is the golden rule. You know, we're going to treat each other with respect and just setting those guidelines. um, It it was a wonderful transaction. We had a great relationship, still do have a good relationship today. So I think it's important for us to remind, to remember that on the provider side. Kayla, what about like for clients? So obviously we see, again, people come to us, they have a goal they want to reach. A lot of people are not successful, especially in this market or the markets that we've had these past couple of years, when things are selling ridiculously fast, over asking price, um, things can be extremely stressful. What, what guidance do you have, you know, for, for the consumer? You know, the biggest thing that I see stresses people out is that they're waiting until they find a house before they get pre-approved. And so what they're doing is they're thinking, well, why would I go through the pre-approval process if I'm not sure if I'm even going to buy a house? I had a client yesterday looking at a home and she said, Hey, they pulled it off the market. We're going to hold off on the mortgage application. Well, that's no, don't, don't do that because what's going to happen is, is that house going to come back on the market? And then you're going to have other people making offers while you're scrambling to find your W-2s or your tax returns or your um, lease agreements or whatever it may be that we need to use for income and debt. And so I say this because I'm seeing it quite often is that I would say five out of six of my clients are waiting until they find a house. The thing is this, lenders do a good job or they do an exceptional job, Andy. I do an exceptional job. And I say that because when my clients are approved with me, I have done everything. I have vetted out everything we can. We order verifications of employment. We gather your assets. If you're pulling from 401k, we grab those because so often I have been in the past said, okay, yeah, we'll get that 401k statement later. We'll come to find out maybe they can't pull from it. So the reason that I'm saying all this today is that if you're basing your lender on how quickly they can get you approved, I wouldn't do that. What I would say is take the time, talk to a lender first. Yes, go browse houses, but make sure that your lender is doing a great job up front. Sometimes, Andy, clients will say, how long is this going to take? And I will say, it depends on the complexity of your file. It just depends. How many jobs have you had in the last two years? Are you self-employed? Do you have six businesses? Do you have rental properties? And I I say this because I want to make sure we're not scrambling. I don't want to miss something. I don't want to put someone in a position where they make an offer, put 10 grand down in earnest money and they lose it. So the biggest stress that I'm seeing on realtors, clients and lenders is that clients found a home. They're telling their realtor they want to make an offer, but they're putting that weight on the shoulders of the lender to hurry up. But remember, you get what you know, you get what you give. And so the biggest advice that I would have is realtors, lenders and borrowers, just make sure that you're getting pre-approved before you start even looking. You know your budget. Realtors aren't showing you properties outside of your, um, not just your approval amount, but what you're comfortable with. Um, I find that that's been the biggest stressor amongst all parties. And what often happens is the house is sold. You don't get it. Or we find out you might not even be approved for that range. And then it's just a complete um, like buzzkill. It's like, oh, what? And it's almost embarrassment. I feel like the clients feel Um, it shouldn't be. But that's where I just say, don't put that extra stress on yourself and others and just just get it done in a timely, timely manner. 
Well, and I think, Kayla, what I'm ultimately hearing from you is that, you know, you mentioned, you know, a borrower said, how long is this going to take? Well, that's kind of a red flag right there mm -hmm. um, in that they obviously are not taking this process seriously. We just ran into, you know, an instance in our office where, you know, the clients were, you know, not really in tune with what they were able to borrow. The lender was a little bit elusive and, and not a great communicator. And then, uh, you know, and one of our agents, you know, maybe wasn't asking the right questions or really asking further questions when there was pushback. And, you know, in the process, we ended up, you know, probably showing uh, a client, you know, some homes that were way outside of their budget. And they were thinking, well, you know, we're just going to make an offer, you know, 60 to 80,000 under, because that's what we can afford. And really, that doesn't serve anybody well, because, you know, it just sets the the, the client up for failure um, and, and wastes everybody's time. Because, you know, the worst thing we can do, and, and Kayla, I, I know you've seen it before, have seen agents, you know, that, that have gone and shown a client without a pre-approval letter. They've been scrambling for a pre-approval letter, come to find out, that the client is not even qualified to purchase anywhere near that. And then it just really sets, especially the client up for failure, because now that they've seen this high-end home that they think they can buy, they're going to compare every other home to this house and nothing is ever going to measure up. Oh, and you're spot on. And, and I think too, it's time wasted, not just, and time is money and time is energy and time is so precious, right? So it's not just the buyers and the realtor, it's also the, the sellers and the seller's agent. And, and truthfully, it's a matter of emotions. And like you said, they're now having their hopes up. And, you know, as a lender, I almost feel responsible because, you know, I'm rushing and I'm trying to get this done. Well, now I have to deliver the news of this wasn't even in your budget. And now it's re-editing, redoing all the, the goals that they gave their realtor. So you're yeah. Are, are you spending time, you know, kind of setting expectations with your client and, and, and really kind of counseling them on the front end? And when I say counseling them on the front end, like kind of teaching them a little bit about the market, what they can expect, you know, kind of the fact that, hey, you may not get your first offer accepted. You know, yeah, I think setting expectations is incredibly important. I think having communication with not just your lender, but with your agent and everyone together is incredibly important. I, I feel that when I'm setting expectations, I'm saying, okay, let's get you approved. But here's the thing. And I'll tell the realtor this, they're approved up to, let's just say a million dollars, but guess what? Their budget and where they want to be is at 500,000. So here's an example of a house and I'll run numbers. But what I'll also do, Andy, is set the expectation of before you write an offer, let me know the address and the price. And what we're going to do is we're going to run the numbers. We're going to use rates. Rates are changing every day. We're going to use the current rate, what you want to put down. Are there closing costs paid? We're going to give you that information and then we're going to give it to your realtor. Why do we do that? That it's because if they need to negotiate, they know, okay, Kayla said, if we went up $5,000, it's going to cost X amount more. Are you okay with that? It's allowing people to make the decision on their own because we're educating. So expectations, Absolutely. in my opinion, are it's education. For sure. And, and keeping that realtor involved, keeping it as, as a family team effort. Sure. Kayla, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, keeping, um, you know, keeping the client, um, you know, kind of informed and, and also, you know, setting their expectations and just kind of keeping them calm because, you know, we run into a lot of instances, especially in 
you know, the current market where there's a lot of competition, multiple offers, we may not get our offer accepted. So just really being very honest. And, and again, a lot of it is having that good lender relationship, but also having a good handle on what can we afford? What's our top end? Um, where do we need to do? What, what does our offer need to look like to even get accepted? And then Kayla, if we do get our offer accepted, you know, we're going to celebrate momentarily, but then we have a lot of work left to do. We've got to get through the appraisal, you know, in inspection, we're generally going to be doing, um, you know, a, a private home inspection, you know, to make sure the condition of the home is good and, and there aren't any showstoppers. Um, and, 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 and emotions can, can really flare up mm -hmm. in all of those instances, bad appraisal, bad inspection. Kayla, uh, inspection wise, I've, I've kind of been on both ends of the spectrum this last week. On one end of the spectrum, I've had kind of a higher end home that, uh, you know, has some deficiencies. Um, and, you know, within that, uh, you know, and, and some certainly need to be dealt with. Uh, you know, some of them are, are not overly serious, but the particular buyer was looking for about $250,000 in concessions, which is the, the biggest price tag I've ever seen in, in the, the, the contractor's repairs did not even add up to that amount. So um, that, that transaction fell apart, which, you know, disappointing for everyone, but, you know, also as the agent and with my sellers, I'm also setting the expectation that, Hey, along the way, we're going to do everything we can to, to negotiate. Mm -hmm. We may not see eye to eye. In fact, most of us aren't going to see eye to eye on everything, Kayla. We'll do everything we can to manage those expectations and, and but just kind of reiterating that this might not work out, but it's going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to go and, and we're going to take this. We're going to do what we need to do and go find the right buyer. On the other end of the spectrum, Kayla, I just had an inspection report come back. And in this particular house, the, uh, there was an inoperative microwave hanging in the kitchen and the buyer wanted the microwave removed before closing. And so I, I, I had the pleasure of going to my sellers and saying, this is what they're asking for. And they said, right. that's it. They, they don't want a new one. They, they just want this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the point is, is that uh, always adventure kind of in our profession, Kayla, mm -hmm. and just very important for us to help manage expectations and just really keep our clients informed, talk mm -hmm. off the ledge, reassure them and kind of be that, that voice of reason. Right. And I think that they don't know what to expect. Even if they bought a house before things have changed, but I think setting expectations of, Hey, there might be some bumps along the way here. That's expected. That's normal. There this will is, be some bumps. There will be and every situation is different and every, every scenario is going to be unique. And I think by setting that expectation, I think if we run into very small bumps, it's such a pleasant surprise for them. The same way when I give clients estimates for their home, I usually overestimate costs because I'd rather say your payment's going to be, you know, this much and it comes in $20 less, or you're going to bring 20,000 to closing. That's 18 versus, you know, saying, Oh, it's going to be perfection. We've got this. And, and I undershot my numbers. And then at the end they're bringing more. So to mm -hmm. let people know, it's not always rainbows and sunshine. It's a big purchase. It's your biggest purchase you'll yeah. probably ever make, but you've got the right team here. We're everyone's human, but we're going to make sure that we guide you and lead you. And just setting that expectation makes a world of difference. And it's all about communication. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned getting into this business, Kayla, everything else equal. The most important piece is yeah. communication. If you're a good communicator, mm -hmm. things, things are going to go exceptionally well, even and especially in the most difficult times. So mm -hmm. Communication is kind.
Well, great conversation today, Kayla. Of course, if anyone uh, ever you know is is seeing or listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, and is looking for some guidance or maybe just is not getting to their goals, please reach out to either Kayla or myself. You know, we'd love to visit and, and, uh, and, and help you reach your real estate goals. We're here to help. Have a great week, Kayla. You too. See ya. Bye.